0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 5th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, I have one new video up from last night's UFC show in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. It is Macy Chasson versus Sarah Moras, And um, this fight was at Bantamweight. Now, Uh, Leah Letson was supposed to be Sarah's uh, original opponent, but she pulled out and was replaced by Macy, and I think Macy's a better fighter than Leah. Now, Macy won Tough 28 for featherweights, but she won her first fight at bantamweight. Uh, She had some difficulty making weight for this fight, but her trainer, Saif Saud of uh, Fortis MMA in Houston, pointed out that Macy took this fight on short notice. Now, having seen Macy since her Invicta days, she could very well be an elite fighter. Uh, Sarah is from Kelowna, B.C. She was on Tough 18. Uh, she has had uh, her career stalled partially due to indor- injuries, but you know she has wrestling skills. Her striking is, is subpar, and plus, Macy is much taller. I mean, she's a legit featherweight, okay? So, Sarah goes for a takedown right at the start of round one, and she has top position for most of the round. But uh, Macy defends well, and at the end of the round, she reverses it and lands uh, with some ground and pound. Now, uh, some might say that that is enough to give uh, Macy round one. I don't agree with that. I scored at 10-9 for Sarah for ground control. But by the end of round one, I thought she was in big trouble. I mean... I thought she really needed to go for a submission, Uh, you know, otherwise she was going to have problems with Macy. And sure enough, Macy reverses around to take down attempt and pound Sarah until the fight is stopped. Now Macy won a $50,000 bonus for that. Now I already like Macy a lot. She says she will fight at bantamweight for now, but she says she also plans to fight at featherweight in the future. So, uh, they got I, I think they got big plans for her and this could be the end of the road for Sarah I guess it depends on whether her contract is up so anyway check out the video it is on my blog and uh, now let's go to let's talk about uh, yes la- Friday's Invicta show so um, Invicta had their uh, show on Friday night they called it the Phoenix Rising it was a uh, one-night tournament Uh, for uh, the Invicta Strawweight Championship. So right off the top, what I'll say is this. The bottom line is the right fighter won the tournament, though the flaws of one-round fights were pretty obvious earlier in the show. Now, I understand the nostalgia for one-night tournament. This all goes back to Japanese tournaments like uh, uh, World Remix and and also hook-and-shoot. Okay, but the nostalgia is misplaced because the restrictions placed by the athletic commission on this tournament reduced it to a pale imitation. And I also got the impression that some fighters didn't want to do it, don't like it either and they turned it down. Okay? Which may indicate why we saw certain fighters in here that probably didn't belong. Now, one right one fight rounds tend to lead to fluke results and that did happen on this show. Okay, now Mizuki and Janessa Morandine had weight cut problems and were replaced. Mizuki, uh, in my opinion, has had enough problems cutting weight that maybe it's time she moved up to flyweight. Now, the show started with the four first round matches. The first fight was Kaylin Curran versus Suna, David's daughter. Uh, this was Kaylin's first Invicta appearance since after a dismal UFC stint, and I... Uh, I guess that qualifies her for an Invicta title tournament. I mean, she's not any good, okay? Now, the one-round fights probably benefited her the most because there wasn't enough time for her to lose concentration and shoot herself in the foot. Her history is she has skills, but she tends to lose concentration during fights, and it tends to cost her. Um, So with one-round fights, I guess that's not as big a deal. Now, Suna is from Iceland. We've seen her before in Invicta. Uh, She's not a finisher, which probably cost her this fight. You know, Kalen scored two uh, knockdowns, and Suna was in top position through the middle of the round. So, I mean, I scored it uh, for Suna, but it did not surprise me that Kalen won by split decision. And that, you know, it could have gone either way right? I I just wonder if any of the judges flipped a coin. I mean, that's how close it really was. And again, it points out the problems with a one-round fight. I mean, you know, wouldn't mind seeing these two face each other in a regular fight because this didn't really cut it. So the second fight was Juliana Lima versus Danielle Taylor. Both are awful former UFC fighters and you know, Juliana is a lot taller than, than Danielle, and she used that advantage to press Danielle against the fence and win by split decision. I said afterwards that Juliana won by standing lay and pray, because as, if you've seen her before, you know that Juliana wins all her fights by sitting on her opponent, okay, and, not, and just wasting time. And She's notorious for that. So... Uh, she, she said, by the way, in an interview that was broadcast on the show that she was considering retiring. I, I can't stand her. She should retire. <laughs> okay. Okay, next was Brianna Van Buren versus Manjit Kolakar. Uh, Manjit replaced Janessa Moore indeed. Brianna is from Gilroy, California. She was nothing special in her previous Invicta fight. I think the problem was she was uh, faced, she beat uh, uh, Jamie Moyle. And it's hard to tell how good she is against somebody that bad, okay? Now, Manjeet is from India, but she now trains at Syndicate in Las Vegas. Roxanne Mataferi was in her corner. Uh, Brianna not dominated the uh, fight and uh, won with an arm bar, and uh, this means she got, to, meant she got to choose her opponent in the semifinals. The fourth fight was Sharon Jacobson versus Amber Brown, who replaced Mizuki. Amber is an atom weight who tends to be overmatched at straw weight, Uh, Sharon is a a wrestler and a pretty good one. Uh, I think she's limited on her feet. Uh, She won by unanimous decision. So Brianna, not surprisingly, chose Juliana as her semifinal opponent. First, there was a reserve fight. Uh, Alyssa Cron from uh, Edmonton beat Itzel Esquivel from Texas by unanimous decision. That was a one-round fight. And then they had the semifinals. Uh, Brianna beat Juliana by unanimous decision, Uh, no controversy there, it was an easy win. And in the other uh, fight uh, Kaylin beat Sharon by unanimous decision, but I have to say they showed some backstage uh, shots of Kaylin after that, after the semifinal, and she looked a little worse for wear. Uh, She did take some damage and I wonder if that affected her performance in the final. Now, while waiting for the final, uh, Magdalena Sarmova from the Czech Republic beat Kay Hansen by split decision. Uh, They said during the broadcast that Kay actually turned down a spot in this tournament. Now, I thought Kay started out okay, but she lost steam in the other two rounds, and I think um, what I've seen of her, she needs to pace herself a little better than she has uh, up to now. She tends to lose fights where she goes out and blows everything in the first round. So now we've got the final. It's uh, uh, scheduled for three rounds, but Brianna dominated round one, uh, but it wasn't quite a 10-8. I scored a 10-9, uh, almost got a submission, but then she continued to dominate in round two and she won with a rear naked choke. So the only thing I can say about it is at least the right fighter won and uh, Brianna was the best fighter on this show. Still don't like run round fights. I would rather they didn't do this sort of thing. In the future. Okay, now we have uh, one fight announcement from, uh, it was on Friday. Uh, Rafael Marinho of Combat reported uh, on Friday that Amanda Ribas versus Emily Whitmire has been added to UFC on ESPN 3, June 29th at the Target Center in Minneapolis. This fight will be at Strawweight. Now, Amanda signed with the UFC. In 2017, she was supposed to fight uh, in July of that year, but she failed a drug test for what turned out to be a tainted supplement. So she she was the USADA suspended her for two years. But on Friday, they announced a reduction of the suspension. I mean, it's almost been two years anyway, and um, you know they know more now that they are uh, being more lenient with tainted supplements. At the time, they wanted. Uh, you know, complete proof of it. And most fighters are not gonna have that. They're not gonna be able to figure out what happened. But she would not have been suspended that long today. I just, there's a couple of fighters who are in that position. I kind of wonder if there's gonna be a legal challenge over that. I really don't know. So anyway, this is her UFC debut. She is 25 years old from Brazil. Her record is seven and one in the Brazilian regional circuit. Emily is 27 years old from Hillsboro, Oregon. She trains at Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. Her record is 4-2. Two. She's 2-1 two in the UFC. She was in Tough 26 for flyweights, but she dropped a strawweight afterwards. And I'm not crazy about her. And she's won two, her two fights at strawweight. So, I mean, the only thing is, obviously, I haven't seen Amanda. So, we'll see if she's any good. I mean, uh, nobody knows. Okay, anyways, that's about it for today. Uh, Not sure uh, when I'll be back. Uh, There's the big UFC show next week, so certainly uh, be back on Friday to to preview that. Uh, Once again, don't forget to check out the uh, video that I have posted at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. Um, If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, Google Podcast, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.